At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up some big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Simply visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. And now you can even stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Welcome back, y'all. Philadelphia City Cast. Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, on this Monday morning, July 25th. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Hopefully you won some money. And we have a lot to get to this week. We got training camp for the birds, baby. Starting with some positives before we get to the negatives, <clears throat> Philadelphia Phillies. Eagles start camp tomorrow, and man, Bet Rivers is locking and loading up here with all of their offerings on the wagering menu. Added player props for season totals. Example, A.J. Brown, total receiving yards over or under 1,000 and a half. Total touchdowns, uh, receiving touchdowns for A.J. Brown set at six and a half. Uh, the over for that priced at minus 124. The under priced at even money plus 100. Uh, so that's one example. They also have Jalen Hurts passing yards, total passing yards, total touchdowns thrown, 
They also have Dallas Goddard total receiving yards and total touchdowns, uh, receiving touchdowns, Miles Sanders rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So we're going to have to dissect all of those in the coming episodes. We're not going to dissect all of them today. We will get to some NFL and Eagles talk and some uh, particulars on the wagering menu at Bet River. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to work in football talk here more and more as the calendar inches closer to September and hell, even inches closer to the Hall of Fame game, which is less than a couple of weeks away. So a lot to look forward to, as always, for the NFL betting season. But let's get to the negatives. You hate to do it, but my goodness, the Phillies here coming off a series. Well, I should say coming off the All-Star break. And they welcome us all back, welcome us back to baseball by getting swept by the Chicago Cubs, a team that hasn't swept a series, hasn't swept a team the entire season. Their first sweep comes in Philly against our Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, and man, now last time we were previewing a Phillies game and talking about the Phillies, you know, especially over the All-Star break. We're, t we're excited. We're talking about the sweep against the Miami Marlins, ending uh, ending on a high note before going into the Derby and the All-Star game, 49-43, and 43, six games over 500. If the playoffs started you know, at that time, they secured the third and final NL wildcard spot. So things were good. Things were good. And even going into that series against Miami, I was talking about four straight losses I was talking about the importance of that series against Miami how they're not too far back from the Phillies and the Phillies they they quickly stop the bleeding they sweep take care of business you were hoping for them to come back now well rested after the all-star break coming off a sweep of their own against Miami against a lowly Cubs team at the very least, winning the series and taking two out of three, right? Maybe even a sweep. And it's an important series against the Cubs. It was, I should say, uh, because now the Phillies welcome in the Atlanta Braves. And guess what? After this series, Phillies go up to Pittsburgh against the Pirates. So, you know, you get a bad team, you get the Braves, you go on the road, play another bad team, and then you have the Braves again. <laughs> so two of your first four series back from the All-Star break – against the red-hot defending champion Atlanta Braves, you cannot get swept by the Chicago Cubs going into a series against the Atlanta Braves. It's just, it's completely unacceptable. And this offense needs some serious help. They need starting pitching. And both of those things really reared their ugly head, particularly on Sunday afternoon, which was the nail in the coffin for the sweep. Phillies lost 4-3 yesterday, and you look at the weekend, look at the series as a whole, they were outscored 25-7 to by this Cubs team that entered the series 22 games under 500. So I talked about that momentum the Phillies had with the sweep of the Marlins. Now they're 49-46. and Now they're a game behind the St. Louis Cardinals for the final NL wildcard spot. And... The offense is missing in action. The offense in the series against the Cubs, 21 for 101. 
batting average of 208. They scored 10 runs last Saturday in Miami, but they averaged 2.3 in the other nine games, and that's going back to July 8th. It's it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, and you know you can make an argument for well, maybe Ryan, it's not unacceptable. They're missing Harper. They're missing Gene Segura. This was bound to happen, and I would say back to that. You're right. I've talked about this. Right? Even when the Phillies were winning before the All Star break, uh, people can call call me negative at the time. I was just being as real as possible, saying, "Listen, you don't have Harper. You don't have Segura. You're shorthanded in your starting rotation." And Castellanos is literally missing in action. And speaking of Nick Castellanos, longtime Phillies insider, Phillies writer, beat reporter, Jim Salisbury asked Castellanos after the game on Saturday if he heard the boos. And Castellanos lost it on him. He said, nah, man, I recently went death. Death, <laughs> not death, although it feels like death. Lost my hearing. He's like, what are you talking about? It's a stupid question. It's a stupid question. I mean, we, most of us have heard and read and you know talked about this story by now. But you know, Castellanos, I hate how he responded there. And there's plenty of fans out there that defended Castellanos. Like, you don't have to take sides in this. right? Like Jim Salisbury, he's not against Castellanos. He's not against the team and the players. What he's asking there, he's not literally asking if he simply heard the booze or not. By asking that question, he wants him to talk about his struggles, right? I mean, the same type of question was asked to Bryce Harper in his first year here. I remember Bryce was struggling back in 2019. And Bryce responded, I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the quote right here directly in front of me. He said, yeah, I'm playing like crap. I would boo me too right now. Like, that's all you have to say, man. That's all you have to say. I know you're frustrated, okay? But you come here to Philadelphia, you talk it up how this is your type of town, this and that, when you first get signed. <laughs> well, guess what? If you can't handle the heat when things aren't going well, get the hell out of this kitchen. That's all I have to say about that. So the Phillies offense is horrendous. Castellanos, another poor outing on Saturday, one for four, two strikeouts, a foul out that opened the ninth inning uh, up, and that was you know in, in a one-run game. Castellanos was dropped to fifth in the lineup, which is the lowest that he's hit in the Phillies order this season. And over the last 65 games, Castellanos has three home runs and a 250 on base percentage. The bows, the bows, the boos continued on Sunday, and good, good. Bailey Falter is still occupying the Phillies' five spot in the rotation. Zach Eflin's still out with that knee injury. Falter actually started off decent. He retired the first six hitters he faced. Then he had a rough third inning. Uh, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. I mean, only four runs given up from the Phillies pitching staff and uh, defense in, in total. But you can't have three runs there against a horrible Cubs team. You can't get swept by the Cubs. Bottom line, all right, the trade deadline is August 2nd, so about eight days away. Phillies clear as day now have a need for a starting pitcher, especially with the Eflin injury. And, you know, not. I would love to see him get Luis Castilla. I would love to see him get a top name, a big market name, uh, or a big name in the market. But I would love to see, and I talked about this on WIP on Saturday night, um, 
I would love to see another Kyle Gibson type of acquisition. Gibson's been outstanding for the Phillies as far as expectations and what was expected from him uh, coming in. He's been great. And not all guys on that level, when you make an in-season trade for him, are going to turn out that way. But they just need depth. They need another guy that they can rely on just for five or six innings. Like, they don't need Randy Johnson. They don't need a Sandy Alcantara. Although, hell, that would be really nice. But I'm just they just need some type of help is my point. Desperately. Desperately. All right, you look at the Phillies, 49 and 46, as I mentioned. And the odds now... For the Phillies, uh, I mean, we can start with the division odds, although I've been saying this, I'll continue to say this, doesn't really matter. All right, the Phillies are 40-1 to 1 to win the NL East. Mets are still your betting favorite at minus 155. The Atlanta Braves right there at plus 110. You look at the standings, the Braves, they're, in a, ga- they're a game and a half behind the Mets. The Mets clinging on with a record of 59-37. and 37. The Braves... 58 and 39, and then your Phillies, 49 and 46. Quick update on the futures market. World Series odds, Phillies are 40 to 1, so they have the same odds to win the World Series as they do the division. Interesting. Uh, You look at National League winner odds, your Phillies are 20 to 1, the favorite to come out of the NL, the Dodgers, followed by the Mets at plus 350, followed by the Braves at 4 to 1. Uh, you look at the odds to win NL Cy Young for what it's worth, Zach Wheeler at 20 to 1. So, not a bad value bet there if you uh, want to make a play on Zach Wheeler to win NL Cy Young. I'll give out the, well, I'm going to give out my pick and full betting preview for game one of the Braves and the Phillies coming up in just a little bit on this episode. But I'll throw out the betting odds for this matchup tonight, 7 05 p.m. in Philly. Phillies are plus 148 on the money line. Braves are the road favorite at minus 175. You look at the run line, Atlanta laying the one and a half there, priced at minus 103. The Phillies getting the one and a half on the run line, priced at minus 115. Total runs set at eight and a half. The over priced at minus 108. The under priced at minus 110. All right, and like I said, we'll get more into that matchup in the series and the full betting preview in just a few minutes. So uh, we'll get into that. We will also talk some Eagles, as I mentioned, uh, plenty available now, more and more becoming available as we get closer to September on the Bet River Sportsbook wagering menu. So we'll give you the updated odds in the futures market. We'll talk training camp preview. Uh, so a lot to get to here, but uh, let's continue with the Phillies talk and we'll discuss the starting pitching matchup for tonight we'll look at the starting pitching schedule and probable starters over the next couple of games as well so uh, let's rock and roll as the Phillies look to avoid four straight losses with game one against the Atlanta Braves Monday night at 7 p.m. so I mentioned Bailey Falter uh, got the got the start he's been the Phillies fifth option in the starting rotation on Sunday he got the start Uh, So you look at this pitching matchup tonight on Monday night, and the Phillies are giving the ball to Ranger Suarez, the Atlanta Braves giving the ball to Max Fried. You look at Suarez, he's recently coming off the IL. He was on the injured list for 16 days. And you look at Suarez and what he's been able to do this season. He hasn't given up a ton of 
power to right-handed batters this year uh, with just a 157 ISO on the year, uh, aka isolated power. Uh, 157 is the average for Suarez on the year. He also has an ERA this season of just over four, 4.07. He has a FIP of an XFIP of 4.46, and his ERA at home on the year is just over five at 5.15. The Atlanta Braves, they are in the top 10 in all of baseball and average runs per game, eighth to be exact in all of baseball, averaging 4.67 runs per game on the road this season. You look at Max Freed, uh, and he's going up against this Phillies ball club that is struggling mightily right now offensively. Um, Freed's been solid. He's been solid. He's not allowing any type of power. He's allowed an ISO under 100 to both left-handed and right-handed batters this season. Uh, Phillies still have some power in their lineup, not including Nick Castellanos. Uh, you have Hoskins, you have Schwarber, you have Alec Bohm. All have good power going up against left-handed pitching, particularly this season. Uh, Castellanos, by the way, against left-handed pitching last year. Last year was a hell of a different player, though. Looking for that guy. If we can find him, please let the Phillies organization know. Uh, but Castellanos last year had an uh, ISO average against left-handed pitching of 308. Not too shabby. So Freed against Suarez. You look at the Phillies, they're three and four on the season against Atlanta. The Phillies at home this year are 24 and 23. So hopefully uh, being in the comfy confines of home can help the Phillies avoid losing four straight games. You know, the Braves obviously right there in striking distance to take take the top spot away from the New York Mets, but the Braves have, they've dealt with plenty of adversity themselves. And recently the injury to Adam Duvall, uh, outfielder broke his wrist. He's going to get surgery and need surgery. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. Braves are already missing their second baseman, Ozzy Albies, who's out for the season with that foot injury. Uh, obviously the Braves are still dangerous and they can still do a ton, ton of damage and still rack up a ton of wins with Acuna Jr. Swanson, uh, all, all tough, all tough guys to get outs on. Uh, if you're the opposing pitcher or opposing team, so the Phillies offensively on the season they rank 11th in all of baseball with uh, their average of just over 4.5 runs per game at home this season, and hopefully some of those guys that I mentioned, Schwarber, Alec Baum, Reese Hoskins, they can help will this Phillies team to a victory. Freed's been really solid, as I mentioned. He is certainly the better pitcher in this matchup between uh, Freed and Ranger Suarez, but it doesn't mean the Phillies can't get to him, and even if they don't get to him, doesn't mean that they can't win this game in the latter part of uh, you know the game, in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. You look at what Freed did in his last start against the Phillies, uh, gave up two earned runs in six innings, and he did not factor into that decision in that game. So, you now let's say Freed goes six innings, only allows two earned runs. I'm hoping and looking for the Phillies to capitalize on attacking the Braves' bullpen. Not that the bullpen is anything miserable, uh, but I'm looking for the Phillies to win this game in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings uh, after Freed is done for the day. So Phillies, I believe there is value there. 
uh, on the Phillies money line, which I mentioned is at plus 148 right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Uh, hopefully, they come in with some urgency. That's what I'm banking on. Frustrated after getting swept at home against the lowly Cubs. They know the type of team that's coming in now to the Citizens Bank Park. They know the importance of all of their series now the rest of the season against any and all NL East opponents, particularly the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. The Phillies are nine and a half games back of the New York Mets uh, and eight games back of the Atlanta Braves. So a win here tonight in game one will go a long way uh, to ease our minds to ease the Phillies minds in that clubhouse as well 49 and 46 is the record of the Phillies one game out of that third and final NL wildcard spot that the Cardinals now currently hold uh win tonight would obviously get the Phillies to 50 wins so hopefully they're able to do just that I'm banking on a bounce back performance um for the Phils offensively going up against Max Fried, and hopefully Ranger Suarez can can help him out by uh, getting into the sixth, or dare I say, even the seventh inning here tonight at home. So take the Phillies on the money line at plus 148. That's what I'm rocking with, baby. All right, so before we switch gears and talk some Eagles and some player props for season totals for the Eagles, we're not going to get fully into that, but... Um, we'll go through some of the different offerings that I teased to start this episode. Uh, we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But um, we gave out the the betting play for this Phillies-Braves game tonight. We recapped this atrocious start to the post-All-Star break, uh, getting swept by the Cubs. And I talked a little bit about the, the trade deadline coming up here on August 2nd. I want to get a little bit more into that. And uh, earlier this morning, I read an excellent article written by Corey Seidman, who is a Phillies insider. Uh, and I'd love to get Corey on the show here. I'm going to effort that and, and see what I can do. But this is based off of his article on NBC Philly, uh, discussing the Phillies' needs, some names that could be available, and everything else. So I'll get into it all. Just wanted to give the props to Corey Seidman here um, before I, I steal some of his excellent content and insight. So Phillies, obviously, as we've discussed plenty here, have a few different needs. Right? They need some serious help offensively. And, you know, once Segura returns, once Harper returns, that certainly is a huge boost to your offensive uh firepower and that is going to feel like a trade acquisition in itself by getting those two important guys those two important bats back into your lineup but that's not good enough right that's that's not good enough uh but the question becomes you know well do you go for more help offensively do you go to another starting pitcher and you can always use bullpen help as well uh, as Corey wrote here, the bullpen has been a strength for the Phillies. How crazy does that sound, right? Um, this stat, Phillies bullpen ERA since June 22nd has an ERA of 261, which is third best in all of Major League Baseball. So not saying they should, they should completely ignore looking to you know, bolster the, the bullpen, 
But right now with the Eflin injury, with having to go to belly falter once every five days, you have to focus in on a starting pitcher. That You have to. If you're Dave Dombrowski, that has to be the main priority. Has to. The uncertainty around Eflin with his knee injury is concerning. It's concerning. And I'm, I know Dave Dombrowski and the rest of the front office well aware of that. Well aware of it. And there's some big names. There's some intriguing names out there uh, on the trade market. I'm not sure the Phillies are going to be able to legitimately compete for a guy like the Reds' Luis Castilla or even Oakland's uh, Frankie Montas. But like I like I brought up earlier for a quick second in the episode, just get a guy in that Kyle Gibson team. That would go such a long way. And you know, below guys like uh, Castillo and Montas, Another Cincinnati Red, Tyler Mal, uh, or Rangers veteran lefty uh, Martin Perez, and you know Noah Syndergaard. That's a big name. He's no longer, um, you know, like the Noah Syndergaard he once was, but it's still Noah Syndergaard, and it's still another arm. That's certainly an option for the Phillies as a rental type of acquisition before the deadline, or and you know as a trade deadline move. You look at the Padres, they certainly have some options that they could trade uh, in Blake Snell and Mike Clevenger. But as Corey wrote, I, I don't, I, I certainly would be surprised if the Padres decided to trade Blake Snell to the Phillies, who they're going to be going head to head with, so to speak, for that wild card race. So I, I'm not sure the Padres would pick up the phone and agree on a deal with the Phillies to help make the Phillies better. Uh, we shall see, though, if they feel like they're getting something in return that uh, is better than what other teams are offering them, then maybe maybe they would. Not not sure what their mindset is in the Padres front office right now, particularly with teams uh, that they're in the race for the wild card spot against. But other back-end star back starters whose names have been brought up and that could be moved in the next eight days, uh, the Pirates, Jose Quintana. You look at the Colorado Rockies. Um, Kansas City, Brad Keller, Oakland, Paul Blackburn. No, none of these names are really exciting. I'm not going to rattle off just lower tier starting pitchers here all day, um, but they're not going to cost a lot, and they could be a much better option than Bailey Falter. No, no offense to Bailey Falter. All right, sorry Bailey if you're listening. And if you look at the Phillies' needs offensively, they definitely need one more bat in the lineup, but they're limited. Right, if they're going to acquire a corner outfielder or a designated hip, uh, hit, hipper, hitter, then what do you do with Harper when he returns? Because the only spot for Bryce the rest of this season is going to be in the DH spot. That was already the only spot for him prior to uh, the injury that has caused him to miss all this time. So you have to have to keep Harper in the DH spot. Uh, so now you don't have a ton of flexibility. You have Schwarber in left field. You have Castellanos in right. You have uh, Hall as the DH right now. And if all three of those guys are still healthy when Bryce Harper returns, as I mentioned, Harper then becomes the DH, who still has the issue in his arm and his hand. And then Hall becomes a bat off the bench, or you go back to, you know, just send him back down to the minors for, you know, consistent playing time. They're not going to even start to think about benching Castellanos, although I did talk about that the other night on WIP. But uh, in the first year, of a $100 million contract, 
when you're desperate for more hitting, you're not going to sit him down right now, right? You're just crossing your fingers, hoping for the best, hoping he comes out of this slump. Uh, they've been crossing their fingers and hoping for that for quite some time. It's it's pretty damn frustrating. So if you're looking for any type of help offensively, it has to come in the form of a center fielder or someone who plays the left side of the infield. And that's even complicated because you have Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm, two of the Phillies' recent first-round draft picks, that they are banking on to you know, really progress and emerge and be a nice supplement to the bigger names throughout this lineup. So this is a tricky, tricky waters to navigate if you're Dave Dombrowski. But bottom line, I know the offense is frustrating and struggling, and they can use all the help that they could get. The focus right now for the entire front office, led by Dombrowski, has to be, has to be another arm in the starting rotation. All right, so training camp for the Birds is tomorrow, July 26th, getting underway. Can't wait, baby. We got football starting, and next thing you know, we're going to be previewing Eagles-Lions week one. That's how it goes. Comes quickly. Comes in hot. All right, but let's look at, I mentioned Bet Rivers now, just continuing to add more and more options to their wagering menu uh, for all NFL futures, whether it's season totals for teams as well as individual players. And the players now, that list has been added to and continues to grow longer. So for Eagles now, for player prop season totals, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, and Miles Sanders are all on the wagering menu uh, to bet on total yards, whether it's receiving, rushing, total touchdowns, whether it's uh, receiving or rushing. Right, so let's look at all four of those guys, and then we'll dissect one of them on each episode this week. Little training camp special uh, for for the last month of July. All right, so here we go. Uh, you look at AJ Brown, his total receiving yards, one thousand and a half. All right, so under that he could still finish with one thousand on the nose, unlikely, but. Nonetheless, the overpriced at minus 106, the underpriced at minus 118. A.J. Brown total touchdowns set at six and a half. The overpriced at minus 124. The underpriced at even money at plus 100. Dallas Goddard total receiving yards set at 725 and a half. Um, both the over and the under priced at minus 112. Dallas Goddard total receiving yards this season at Bet Rivers set at four and a half with the over being the favorite, priced at minus 124, the under priced at even money at plus 100. Jalen Hurts, total passing yards set at 3,600 and a half, the over and under both priced at minus 112. Total touchdowns thrown for Jalen set at 21 and a half, the over is the favorite at minus 124, the under priced at even money at plus 100. And then we have Miles Sanders. Rushing yards set at 900 and a half, both the over and the under set at minus 112. Total rushing touchdowns for Miles Sanders set at five and a half for this season at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Miles Sanders is the player we, we are going to dissect a little bit. Nothing major, but I'm going to give you my thoughts on uh, whether I like the over or under for rushing yards and whether I like the over or under for rushing touchdowns you may not like both of my picks but 
Listen, Miles Sanders is a guy that is very talented and needs to show me a little bit more, to be quite frank. Local guy as well in college coming out of Penn State. Uh, 2019 was his rookie year in Philadelphia. The past two seasons, Miles Sanders has only played 12 games, obviously missing four in both seasons. Well, missed five last year, excuse me, 17 games now, and missed four the year prior with different injuries. Let's look at last season. In 12 games played, Miles Sanders uh, got the ball 137 times on the ground, 137 attempts. He piled up 754 rushing yards in 12 games on the least amount of carries that he's gotten in his three-year career. So his uh, yards per carry was the best of his career last year at 5.5 on average. But here's the little weird and concerning stat. Zero rushing touchdowns for Miles Sanders last year. Very strange. All right. He just, he wasn't able, he's never really been the guy the Eagles want to give the ball to in between the, uh, in the red zone. I almost said in between the 20s. That's the complete opposite of the red zone. All right. Inside the 20, Miles Sanders isn't that type of running back. And, And that's something I hope he's been working on a little bit. He has a ton of skill sets. All right. He is fast, quick on his feet. He can make a, a sharp cut. He can uh, make tacklers miss, but he tries to do a little bit too much dancing, in my opinion. He tries to do a little bit too much running side to side, sideline to sideline, instead of goal line to goal line. Right? Sometimes you just need to fall forward and get three yards instead of running back four yards, trying to break it off or try and remove the chains, and you end up getting no gain or even worse, negative yardage. So I want to see more of that from him, obviously just picking his spots and depending on the situation, of course. Uh, so he had a good year as far as total rushing yards and the amount of attempts, the amount of attempts that he was given, uh, but zero rushing touchdowns is a concern. Let's look at the other two seasons here for a minute. 12 games play, played, as I mentioned, in 2020, had 164 attempts compared to the 137 last year. He had 867 rushing yards on the ground, which is uh, the best season in total yardage of the three from the rushing standpoint, averaged 5.3 on the ground. And he was able to punch it in six times, six rushing touchdowns in 2020. That would get you the over for this upcoming season with his rushing touchdown set at five and a half. You look at his rookie season. He played in all 16 games. That's when it was only a 16-game season. 179 attempts, which is the most of his three years thus far. He had 818 rushing yards, his second best season on the ground for three total rushing touchdowns. All right, so do I expect Miles Sanders to have no rushing touchdowns again this year? No, no. I I don't know how much more he's going to get than his best in 2020, which is six. Right. When you're coming off a year with zero rushing touchdowns and he missed five games, but he still racked up almost 800 rushing yards. He still got plenty of carries, still got plenty of looks to knock it in the end zone one time on the ground. There's no way in hell I can take the over five and a half for rushing touchdowns. And by the way, 
his receiving numbers last year, and they don't have the receiving yards totals or receiving touchdown totals for Miles Sanders available right now at Bet Rivers. But last year, uh, he had 26 catches out of the backfield, targeted 34 times, average 6.1 per catch, only 158 yards, zero touchdowns, catching the ball as well. So this is a guy that just went a whole season without finding the end zone. And now you're telling me that I should take the over five and a half on his rushing touchdowns. It ain't happening. That's why the uh, the over for five and a half is priced at plus 110. Uh, so I'm staying away from it. I'm staying away from it. And, you know, Nick Sirianni, we've only seen one year from him. And the offense, it's going to be similar to last year, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot different. It's going to be a lot different. They're going to want to throw the ball more. They're going to change it up a little bit more. They're going to rely on Jalen and his arm a little bit more as well. Um, so I'm not sure what to expect from the team on the ground. I know they're still going to make it a priority, um, but I need to see it. And I, I don't know how much of a focal point they're going to want to make Miles Sanders. Not even a slight on Miles Sanders, but you have Jalen, who is a great option running the ball five to eight times per game, at least himself. Then you have Miles Sanders, and then you're going to want to incorporate the other guys. You know, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, I think he is a guy that can be of great use to this team coming off of his rookie season last year. So I'm staying away from the five and a half. If I have to make a play, I'm taking the under. All right, let's look at the total rushing yards for Miles Sanders set at 900 and a half. Uh, with both the over and the under priced at minus 112. I'm staying away from this one too. All right. Um, I, I Listen, his best season in 2020, just shy of 900 yards at 867, 33 yards shy of it. I, I, I see Miles Sanders as a career 800 to 900 rushing yards per season type of a guy. I don't believe Miles Sanders is going to really ever be able to be a thousand yard rusher here in Philadelphia. And that's once again, not even a slight or a knock or a shot at Miles Sanders. It's just the style of ball that the Eagles play, especially while Jalen Hurts is under center. And it seems to me at least that as long as they're led by Nick Sirianni, and we'll get a better feel for this this year, entering year two with Sirianni and this coaching staff, Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator, who is now the first-time play caller after Sirianni was the play caller last year, we still have more learning to do as a fan base, right? So um, and, until we get some more of those answers, I can only go off of what we've seen thus far, and what we've seen thus far does not make me want to play the over on Miles Sanders' rushing yards at 900 and a half. So I'm staying away from both of them. All right. But if I have to give out plays or I just have to give you my opinion on uh, how it's going to play out, I would go with the under for both total rushing yards and total rushing touchdowns for Miles Sanders. All right. Philadelphia City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Also, a reminder to hit the follow button on Twitter at WiseRye, W I S E R Y E. Uh, coming up the rest of the week, we will continue to preview and dissect one player from the Philadelphia Eagles and their season totals for yards and touchdowns. Um, 
So you'll have to tune in to find out. Maybe it will be A.J. Brown on the next episode. Maybe it will be Jalen Hurts. We shall see. Time will tell. You'll have to tune in to the next episode. So Phillies and Braves tonight. We gave out the Phillies on the money line as the home underdog as the play. Hopefully the Phillies can avoid losing four straight games. So take the Phillies on the money line at plus 148 at Bet Rivers. Uh, 7.05 p.m. is the first pitch in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park. Hopefully the weather will, will, uh, will hold up here for this game on Monday night. Um, I can give you a quick weather update before we say goodbye here. I mean, we do everything on this show. So cloudy throughout the day on Friday, uh, 7 p.m. There is an 80% chance of rain and thunderstorms so we shall see hopefully that can hold off there may be a delay it may even be postponed but uh, hopefully that's not the case in philadelphia as the phillies welcome in the braves to citizens bank park after getting swept by the freaking chicago cubs this offense needs to wake up they need to wake up quickly and hopefully the front office is already wide awake as we discussed the trade deadline and possible options and team needs for the phillies on this episode they certainly need some help hopefully they get that coming into the clubhouse between now and the august 2nd trade deadline so uh, a busy week still ahead on the philadelphia city cast we will on tomorrow's episode we'll recap Braves Phillies tonight hopefully as long as it gets underway and then we will preview game two between Phillies Braves we'll look at the Eagles uh, futures market we'll continue to uh, update you on all of the offerings at Bet Rivers Sportsbook so a lot to get to this week keep it locked in right here at Bet Rivers Sportsbook Philadelphia CityCast um I should have said, make sure you keep it locked in on the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. My apologies. All right, we're going to be dissecting all things Philly sports from the betting angle all week, like we always do. Make sure you're subscribed and following the show so you can continue to be locked in here and follow me on Twitter at WiseRye. Until the next episode, have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night. Best of luck on all of your bets, and I'll see you next time right here on the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Peace. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every Tuesday during the season. Use it on straight bets, player props, or a same-game parlay. You decide. Log on to BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Presented by BetRivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.